Everybody has a podcast podcast. podcast <laughs> hope you guys had a great weekend and a week oh baby mm. 
feels like man so it feels like it's been about a month since i've done a podcast weird but uh i know we was here last week so it's been a long week huh good week though what up yeah what it do uh not a lot of good weekend good football weekend i know we'll dig into that more but actually got to see a little usfl live uh which was uh which was good first down all right (laughs) and sad uh no it's 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 good they they had a uh audit they had a game yesterday i watched it on tv and man i can never remember the teams especially with xfl and usfl uh crossing over right now but man they must have had like 30 people in the fucking stands um yeah. yeah, we'll go down that rabbit hole later, but it was a good weekend, good, pretty weekend to get outside. So I enjoyed some live football. Grant Mills, tell us about your weekend. Ah, man, you know, I really, uh, this weekend I didn't do too much, but uh, Thursday I hit up an old haunt, uh, the French spot. Ah. Out. Yeah, it's cool. It's a friend of mine's never been there, and he's a bartender at one of my other spots. And I was like, man. You never been there. You gotta come, man. Don't even worry about it. I got it, man. Don't worry about it. Come through. So we hung out and uh it was pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. I always love going to that place because uh I always sit at the bar. You always meet somebody new and talk shit. And uh that was actually this time it was two lesbians there that was at the bar. Oh. They were married. Married lesbians. They're they're like cool as shit though. Like really cool. Oh fucking, yeah. Really fucking cool. And uh so we were clowning with them. And <laughs> then uh, my my boy's uh, homeboy's girl was uh, hitting him up pretty uh, pretty hard, so he had to dip. Oh, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, dude, I hung out for a while. It was cool, man. Shit, I mean, you know, not a bad time. Had um, what did I have? It wasn't the trout. Uh, it was something. Di- oh, uh, half roast chicken. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, that would have been my follow-up question. When you go to the French spot, are you branching out every time you go there on new culinary experiences? Are you, you, you have a favorite or, uh, you know, you just, whatever you feel. I change up the menu from time to time too. So this time the uh, venison's not on there and the cocoa van's not uh, on there. But I mean, they had other shit. So if you're in doubt, just get the steak. Oh, always. always. It's always going to be good. Steak frites, fries with steak, and you know oh. the deal. Wiz Creever's coming in here in a little bit. But Jay Wig, you know what? I had sex with this girl this weekend. Oh, I got to know. Tell me about it. Yeah, man. She was so dumb. She thought Beirut was an old school home run hitter. And <laughs> 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 this motherfucker. <laughs> Pretty good, pretty good. How was your weekend there, Wiss Creever? Well, I didn't do too much, you know. I am just, I was just chilling. Uh, William Wendy. Doing what we do, throwing leaves. Hmm. Right. Sounds fun. All right, well, anyway, uh, so USFL, you went to a game. How was, how was that? You know, the game was actually really 
good. I was thinking about it um, on the ride home. Um, I worry about the chances of survival for the USFL. I was looking, I, I watched XFL yesterday and I watched, you know, I saw USFL in person and I'm just, I, I don't think there's room. It's, it's like the old cowboy saying, this town's not big enough for the both of us. And I think there is room for one of these leagues. I just don't think there's, it's big enough for both of them. So uh, the experience itself was good. Drink prices were fucking outrageous. Uh, man. Yeah, ridiculous. Well, they have them listed. Me and my better half went up there to get a margarita. Both of us were going to get one. Somehow two margaritas ended up being $44. Before, God damn. Before tip. Before That's tip. insane. That was ridiculous. Well, I went the next time and I said, listen, I said, on your sign, it says, you know, $13 for a, a premium cocktail. A double was supposed to be 18 I said, how the fuck last time? I said, is a margarita a premium cocktail? He said, yeah. I said, so that should have been 26 before tip. And he said, well, they may have just put extra alcohol in it and charged you for it. They just trying to pull that on the sly and get that tip money. Um, so, all right. Uh, kept me sober. But, uh, man, that yeah. sounds to me. I'd be taking a little bottles of shit. Yeah, take those motherfuckers in. The game itself, uh, man, it was good. Good, uh, good play. Bo Scarborough, uh, disappointing. Two rushing attempts for negative one yard. Um, the halftime show was a local high school drum, drum line for, uh, I had about eight people out there for the halftime Whoa. show. Whoa. Yeah, it's just, man, you know, I, I think. Shit, I meant to hit this one. <laughs> Having you go out there in the middle of the field, bursting out sound effects for 15 minutes of farts and uh, you be treated would be uh, a hell of a lot more entertaining. And dude, nothing against the, the drum line. They did great. Uh, but dude, that massive ass stadium and you got eight kids from the local high school busting out some drum line shit. I mean, it's just was not quite a halftime show and with the drink mishap uh the football itself was good um you know there's room for improvement the problem is are they going to have time to continually do this every year and like i said the game the next day they played another usfl game yesterday in uh in birmingham man they must have had 30 people there i mean i watched it on tv too and terrible Hmm, man, maybe they need to start booking better acts for halftime, like a real bit like bigger name acts or something, or maybe in this uh, mid-level range acts or something. I think so. I, I really do. I, I actually think, and I was going to, uh, you know, I guess uh, now's as good as time as any. I think a merger would oh. be beneficial. XFL, USFL, because I like the USFL. It's like more football focused. It's hardcore, kind of grind them. It, it's kind of a throwback, good football. I think XFL has the entertainment and the uh, probably the marketing and got the fucking rock. Uh, I think there would be room for that. I just I, I just cannot see how both of these can survive. And if you watch the audiences week to week, there's not huge turnouts. Um, but I do think together, you know, trim the fat, trim down some of the teams, uh, and uh, keep you know, <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck's good, the Battle Hawks um, in the XFL. <laughs> I'm guessing yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, DC yeah. Defenders. DC Defenders. Uh, Brody, get in the cello. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think there's still some good names in there. I saw Ruben Foster was playing yesterday. Um, I think he's a USFL guy. So I think it's there. That's just my spiel. I think a merger should go down. I don't think it's big enough for two minor league football teams. Um, but I think one in the spring, a longer season, more teams – Bring some entertainment from the XFL. Bring the grindstone from the USFL. I think you've got a fucking league there, friend. So the USXFL. There you go. I like that. Yeah, United States Extreme Football League. Oh, there you go. Hey, I don't think that's a too bad of an idea. Let's go ahead and hit the phones. Man, shit. We got uh, fucking Vince out there in, um, where the hell is Vince? New York City. Vince, what up? What up, what up, it's Vince from New York City. How y'all doing? What's up, Grant, Wes, Jay Wicks? How y'all doing? What's up, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, yeah. What do you think about my New York Jets this year? We gonna have Bay Bay Rod. Looks like they're gonna, you know, got some people coming. What do you think they're doing this year? Tell me what y'all think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang up and uh, listen to y'all. Yeah. Go Jets. The Jets, yeah. Oh, man, they're cursed, man. Like if we, I think we might have discussed this. The uh, I don't know what else they're gonna do, man. I haven't been good since Joe fucking Namath. Okay, uh, uh, then that whole fucking debacle with uh, Belichick and Parcells. I don't know. You got AA Ron, and then I think uh, Lazard. They recruited him over. I could be missing some folks. I just don't think he's gonna do anything, man. Uh, I think it's gonna be a bust. Yeah, I, don't know. I think Jets are up there with. Uh... Vegas, also uh, just a cursed team, so I, I don't see it. Never have. I've, I've never really been a, a Jets fan. No, McElroy played with them for a couple years. Recent news, I saw Quinnen Williams was uh, holding out from off-season workouts. Uh, he's trying to get a new contract. Uh, I, Maybe I just got but He's going to the Ravens, and so, you know. And you got Lamar and all that shit. Should have fucking put him on the exclusive franchise tag except he's on the non-exclusive so hey they're fucking up but i mean you know i, I don't know uh it's nfl so unpredictable it's gonna be it somebody is. you don't even fucking besides the last few years but you know my homes and them but still man that's those are fucking not that's not common so shit um yeah aaron is too old but i mean i think he's i think he needs to be in the right situation I don't think the Jets are the right situation, you know? I don't think they're the right situation. I, I think he could – what's a good way to word it? I think he could be beneficial. I don't think he'll be bad. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be a – I mean, you got, what, 30-plus teams? I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to do enough to get where they want to be. Um, so, I mean, I – no, that's the kind of the, you know, the, the the ticker with the NFL. I mean, really, the only ultimate prize is getting a uh, you know Super Bowl win or getting to the fucking Super Bowl. But nobody remembers runner up. Uh, you know, with college, at least you can get a bowl win or some big rivalry games, uh, Heisman, individual or, or awards and shit. NFL is just kind of you kind know, you kind of got to be a glutton for punishment, honestly. If you have a shitty team that you're a fan of. Um, but yeah, long story short, I don't see anything. Aaron's getting up there. I think he'll do okay, but I don't think he's gonna be a game changer. I'm too old for that shit. I think they're gonna win the Super Bowl, y'all. Oh, shut the fuck, Whisk! Come on, uh, yeah, man. You always got a stupid offering to take. 
Y'all shut up. Hey, hey, Ron. He knows what's up. He's in the sensory deprivation tank drinking Ascalesca and shit, y'all. <laughs> that doesn't mean shit. Look, man, this it's a team sport, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? And they're going to be a fucking bust, so. I'm going to write that shit down for... Yeah, I'm writing that shit down that Wiss today said that shit. And if That's they right. Somehow... It's going down in a fucking loose leaf notebook, bitch. <laughs> 41723. Yeah. Wiss says, hey, Ron's taking it all. I'm going to get one of the big ass uh, quill pens and write it down all spectacularly. And somehow, if the fucking Jets with A Ron win it, uh, we'll buy Wiss a steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy him a steak dinner. I'll buy him two steak dinners. How about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? All right. We got Raj in North Khaki on line one. Raji. Raj. This is Raj. Hope they're doing well. What up? What up? I wanted to. Last time I called, I asked about them. Dry look. You never answer my question. So, how do you master the dry look for your hair? Okay, yeah, you did ask me that question, Raj, and I think last time he was, uh, yeah, he had a two-parted question last time. Yeah, uh, you can't be doing that shit. We gotta go on a tangent. <laughs> we forgot. It was the Carolina Panthers or something, and we got off on some shit. I never answered your question. Anyway, so Raj, he's having hair difficulties. I'm gonna tell you what to do right now, all right? So, uh, not only sports and other shit here at the show, we also help out dudes with their hair. He's talking about the dry look. Dry but styled. All right, I'm going to tell you right now. Well, you do. Go to the store, get some dry shampoo, right? And then when you're doing that, spray the back of your head so it doesn't get, you know, all built up in the front. Go from the back to the front. You know, rub it in till it's got that dry look to it. And then take whatever product you use. Less is more with the product, folks. And just uh, style it how you're going to do it. It's best for shorter hair, but hey, do as you please. But we're here for all our fools. And y'all know what it is, man. So we're always helping out everybody uh, as far as that goes. People got questions. Huh. We're yeah. young men. We uh, we've, we 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 fucking we got tips for y'all. We got fucking you know advice for y'all. So yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good question. Good looking question there, Raj. One of our favorite weekly callers. I like Raj a lot. Apologize we didn't hit it the first time. And your Grant, you you nailed the answer. I couldn't have said it better. It's hard to tackle though. You you kind of got to experiment. Well, you get the basics down. Uh, our stylus that you and I both use, Roger Harry. I think I said his name was Robert Harry last time. No, it's not Robert Henry. Okay, folks, his name is Roger <laughs> Roger Harry. Okay, so I, I don't know who Robert Henry is, man. He's probably sucks, but Roger Harry, that's the fucking dude. All right, he's it's like that uh, Simpsons episode where they're trying not to out Lisa, and he goes, "Wait a minute, I'm talking about." L Simpson. Wait, I've said too much. I meant Lisa S. <laughs> yeah, so Roger Harry, okay? If y'all ever need to get y'all shit edged up, go fuck yeah. with him. He's gone. Roger. Yeah, not Robert Henry, though. That ain't it. That's yeah, Raj, right. if you're ever uh, passing through, uh, Roger Harry. Uh, the ham. The ham. The he'll, ham, baby. He'll take care of you. Take care of you. All right. Um, We got Harriet. Next oh. caller. Harry from T-Town, what's up, baby? It's Harry from T-Town, child. Why did you, did you guys see the USF there? Did y'all see my stallions this weekend? Cool stallions. I'm going to be watching this shit. Now, how did y'all feel about 
Uh, Harriet, we did just talk about that a bit, so we're not going to go over that again. But I will say, I didn't even know that the fucking USFL was playing this weekend. Uh, So we would have done picks last week if that was the case, but we'll get into that later on. We'll do fucking USFL and XFL tonight. I went to the game. I had no fucking clue. My lovely better half actually won the uh, tickets. I will tell you this, and I'm not going to want a tangent, but we actually had seat back seats at the stadium. So if you ever want to spend the extra money, get seat back or club seating uh, rather than bleacher. Yes! I think that goes for anywhere. I think I'm the same way if I go to an Alabama game. I'm just going to spend the money because if you're going to be sitting there for five, four or five hours, dude, it's not worse than on old-ass bleacher seats anymore. Fuck that. Hell no, nah, man. That's that old-school shit. Blah. I mean, uh, I like being in a box, but I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings, man. Like, maybe you should be out in it if you're a fan. I guess it depends on what kind of fan you are, but I would love to have a box, man, with some strippers up in that bitch. Hookers? I don't think you can have strippers or hookers. Can we a get box. a box for the podcast? Maybe if you owned the team. A box for the podcast, that'd be the shit. Oh, yeah, I'm going to post up at Protect. <laughs> Man, let's do it. I'm going to uh, ask them what kind of uh, credentials you have to have to have sideline access. We're on a podcast, sir. <laughs> well, a podcast that gets 3.5 listeners. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of bad at revenue. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, that would be cool. I do like the, I like the box, but I like also being out in it too with the, all the people and shit. And uh, that beer snake with the XFL, I think that's kind of cool. I think that'd be fun. Cool I, I, yeah, I, I think so. I, I'm with you. I think being out there, I mean, the club seating is just really the seat backs. The box itself are pretty tight, but um, you know, I, I think there's a huge difference too. You're you're at the local USFL game and you're watching it. I mean, it's you're not you. You can walk to another area and sit down comfortably and still get a good view because the stadium is you know, not even a third full. You know, if you go to a Bama game and that motherfucker sold out, I, I've left a Bama game before um, because somebody was in our seat. The, they had to move them. It became a big debacle. We sat down and we were still scrunched in. It just wasn't worth it. And I think it was against New Mexico State anyways. Who the fuck want to watch that? Eh. Eh. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you, man. So did you go anywhere this past week for the uh, work shit? No, it was a quiet week. Tomorrow I got to go to Tennessee, but quick little quick little run up there. No, no, uh, nothing, nothing too big. It has been quiet for me, so not a lot of driving. Um, so you stay at the house and do paperwork all fucking day. Yeah, crunching, crunching numbers and shit, doing some, uh, you know. Do you have to be at the computer for like hours, or how does that go? Yeah, you know, fortunately I'm not you know, monitored or anything. I just do It's kind of the same. I mean, I've got to be available, get my work done, shit like that. And, um, but, uh, I mean, are they like, look, you have to have a fucking booty boo report by the end of the day. I'm going to need that. Nah, not really. I mean, there's things that need to be done. And if my manager needs something from me a little sooner than later, they'll let me know. But no, we don't really have too much timelines on that. I mean, we, we do and don't like, if you know, if you're going to do work, uh, when you gotta get up and like check in, log into it, like a thingamadoop and shit, like at a certain time. Oh, no. nah, I'm glad, thank God. Um, I've got a buddy of mine that, that works like that. He works remote. Well, he's hybrid. He goes in the office one day a week, but he also works um, uh, the home rest of the week. And he's got to log in. He's monitored all day, shit like that. Uh, I don't see how people could do that. I mean, because it wouldn't make sense for mine anyways. Because when I do have to go out in the field, I schedule that. So I mean. It's like tomorrow, if I leave to Tennessee and I get in traffic all day, uh, you know, I could have a 12-hour day sitting in the fucking car, but I'm working, and that's going to be a day. So, yeah, 
it never works like that. How about you? Do you have this that kind of parameters where you have to follow where you've got to log in or clock in or check out for lunch or anything? No, no, no. Because if we did, I wouldn't make it. What, what, and what I do, it's not the same. The fucking dynamic isn't the same as an eight to five, man. I, I'm performance based. I'm not production based. So uh, like in like any fucking manager that, that, that tries to put that and they do that time tracking bullshit, but it's just like a report at the end of the day. And right. it's not really about shit because it's not realistic. You know what I mean? It's just not it's not how it goes. It's not eight to five. It's performance no. based. So like you can't. It's about the numbers, really, and like trying to like like make that the same as the eight to five bullshit is. It just doesn't. It just doesn't work because that's not how it goes. Like we're in the field and we're doing shit different, and it's not you know uh, in the office eight to five. That's the worst shit. I can't be behind a desk. That shit is no. fucking torture. Torturous. I don't even want to be working at home, man. Let me get out. I want to sniff the air. You know, I got people to do and things to see. Okay, so I ain't trying to goddamn be in a fucking office. You know, the only thing that's cool about that is them office holes. Me roaming around, we like look at my That's what I like. Uh, other than that, I don't fucking give a shit, man. Only thing that was ever fun about work is like when you have friends and you go out and shit after work. You know, that's the only thing I kind of miss. Yeah. It's like you get the friend crew, the work friend crew, you know? God, that was fucking amazing. Yeah, if you worked with a good uh, homeboy or if you actually worked with your buddies. A couple of my early jobs worked with some of my best friends and uh, enjoyed it. I, but I'm, I'm like you. I like a mixed bag. There's some days, you know, I, I'm grateful as shit that I can be at home, get my shit done, and just kind of vibe and chill for the day. But then there's other days when I'm – and I try to schedule when I do go out in the field around those kind of days. I know – Monday, I rarely want to travel. I mean, you're just getting your week started. I don't want to be getting up early, having to hop in the car and drive all fucking day after a weekend. So, you know, I, I like all of it, but I can't just sit at my desk all day. I get out, you know, I take a little walk around the neighborhood or some shit. Uh, I, I've got to get up and move. I just can't sit there. And man, some of those office, I actually thought about this earlier that some of the, and we need to do a worst jobs, but worst realistic jobs. Yeah, yeah. We need to do that. <laughs> shoveling yeah. butter. <laughs> yeah. oh, shoveling butter. Man, <laughs> one, one of them that I had was, uh, and, and I know back in your day, you've probably done some call center shit too, but I've had some call center jobs that were just shit. Um, oh, yeah, those are fucking torturous. Brutal. I, I think, yeah. Just and I, and Well, I had one that was actually really, actually pretty decent, but I had some, or one that was really fucking horrible, but one of them, I remember strictly was they would give you two 15 minute smoke breaks a day in addition to like your extra breaks and lunch. But if you didn't smoke, you didn't get an extra break. So, you know, everybody would fucking say they smoke, even if they didn't go out there and you know chill and shit. Like how the fuck does that even work out? Like legalese, like, uh, yeah, you can have extra breaks if you're a smoker. So I don't know. I know uh, some places are, uh, uh, putting extra days on that to, balance it out for you know i heard of a place doing that instead of like the extra smoke breaks they give them some days or something at the end of the year yeah maybe that's what they did on the low or some shit but uh yeah that worst jobs worst realistic jobs and everybody's like well worst jobs gotta be a crab fisherman up in alaska okay i get that shit motherfucker that's a tough job they getting paid though i'm talking about jobs that most normal people can get and deal with i think retail or fast food may be another tough one Hey, yeah, what to do? Oh, what on that note?
yeah, so what's going on? <laughs> we got some nerd news for you on Fridays. <clears throat> Nintendo. Nintendo hacker will be punished for the rest of his life. This article is by Luke Plunkett. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> is, this, is this a fucking joke? In, in February 2022, Gary Bowser, a member of the hacking operation team Team Executor, Executor, yeah, a longtime target of Nintendo's lawyers, was sentenced to 40 months in prison for his for his part in helping run a business that reportedly earned him over 300000 Thanks to a combination of time already served and good behavior while in prison, however, Bowser is about to be released and sent home to Canada. On the eve of his departure, he's awaiting transport to Toronto with a new passport. It looks like he sat down from, uh, for an interview with somebody, Nick Moses. If you want to check that out on the Nick Moses Gaming Podcast, there's actually video of it. I probably won't look at that shit, but you can. Um, now, he was guilty of a crime and confessed in front of a court of law. And so, um, his sentencing... Um, eh, which which show the extent to which companies like Nintendo pursue these cases through the uh, American legal system and the severity of the punishment handed out. So, he uh, did time and uh, he'll be paying for his crimes for the rest of his life. Because of the damages, he is ordered to pay Nintendo at the time of his sentencing a total of 10 million. Ooh! Ooh! He ain't gonna pay that back. He only Ooh. made 300 grand. Bowser says Nintendo can take 25 to 30 percent of his income for the rest of his working life. They began the process while he was still in prison. Like many American inmates, Bowser was able to work a job for pretty much no money in prison. But uh, he was one of two men arrested in connection with Team Executor. While commonly referred to as a hacker in media reports, he actually confessed to being the company's salesman and reportedly made 320 grand over seven years. Of work. Uh, the other French citizen, Max Loyola, allegedly the leader of the operation, he denies this, has managed to avoid deportation to the U.S. Uh, but it is believed he has helped the company make millions over the course of this operation. So, boom, yeah, man, this dude's about to do some serious time uh, over some nerd shit. I don't even know what they really did. Uh, yeah, what the fuck uh, they do? <laughs> they hacked Nintendo. And uh, they made some money off of it. Doesn't really say what he did uh, in this whole thing, so I'm not really sure how the fuck they uh, what they did. But looks like they scammed Nintendo. One dude's gonna get fucked up, and the other one's awaiting deportation. Oh god, he's getting real fucked up. So don't be a hacker, y'all. Just uh, stupid. Nintendo's That's why I gave it up, y'all. I mean, I can't do damn. I got allergies and shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. That'd be the, that'd be the least of uh, your problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What else? <laughs> that's ain't hacking shit. Man, you remember Angry Birds? Angry Birds, yeah. That you ever was kind get of... down on that? Were you, did you play that? Yeah, fuck with a little bit. It was kind of the first uh, real big app that went viral, like game app. That's pretty accurate, right? Angry Birds. I never got down on this shit, but I know a lot of people did. Sega. 
gobbles up Angry Birds and gaming industry's most bizarre acquisition yet. This one's by Ethan Geck. Japanese gaming publisher Sega announced on Monday it will buy the company behind smartphone one-hit wonder Angry Birds for $775 million. It's the latest major gaming acquisition and one of the weirdest ones yet. Looks like there was an initial tease of the deal in a report by the Wall Street Journal on April 15th that suggested Sega might purchase Rovio for as much as $1 billion. Discussions over the weekend apparently knocked that number down a couple hundred mil, and now the two companies have announced an official agreement calling it a friendly takeover, quote-unquote. Sega argues the deal will help it bring its existing franchises to mobile and help Rovio bring its games to other platforms. Both companies have already experimented with transmedia spinoffs, most notably in Hollywood, where Sonic and Angry Birds both led to profitable film adaptations. Among the rapidly growing global gaming market, the mobile gaming market has especially high potential, and it has been Sega's long-term goal to accelerate its expansion in this field. Haruki Satomi, president and group CEO of Sega's parent company, said in a press release. So, uh, this deal falls a string of major acquisitions. Um, it looks like Microsoft is buying Activision, $69 billion, good lord, God. which makes call that money. Man, oh, I would just have hookers in my apartment all the time. I don't know where the hell I'd live. Call, probably like call it uphill somewhere, not in the U.S., and uh, I don't know. Uh, what's another one? Take two. Bought Zynga for $12.7 billion. Uh, they do poker and words with friends. And the Saudi Arabia-backed Savvy Entertainment Group recently um, announced it's buying Scopely, uh, $4.9 billion, the company behind WWE Champions and Star Trek, <laughs> Star Trek Fleet Command. So, man, mobile gaming looks like it's getting big, a lot of acquisitions. Man, I wish I had some of that money. Yeah, man, that's money. crazy because uh, I think Zynga, I'd read about that. It was started by like a couple of guys. I mean, it's just nerds know how to make money and they you, you get in at the right time. They started 2007. And, man, look uh, at YouTube, man. God, just yeah, like oh, a God. simple, simple damn thing. And man, imagine if you was in on that and they sold it for like a bike, what a bill or something like Oh, God. Yeah, that's what, uh, you know, Cuban did. He started really the first streaming website. And uh, you know, sold that shit. I think he said he started for eight thousand, sold for a billion, five billion, oh. whatever the fuck. I mean, man, if you if you had that right hit at that time, especially mid two thousands, early two thousands, you had a little bit of computer coding knowledge, programming, and you knew uh, you didn't have to even know everything about the internet. You knew it was nothing but getting stronger and going up. But if you could just find a niche uh, back then, and you had a way to program that shit. Uh, man, I mean, most of those guys that started something substantial back then are billionaires at this point, at least multimillionaires. It's crazy. Oh, man, that is crazy time. Apple's game revenue from the App Store in 2021 was about $15 billion. God. Um, so, yeah, and then Sega buying JRPG Powerhouse Atlas for $140 million. That's nothing compared to all these other ones, but, man, yeah. Just uh, must be nice to have money. Like Dan Snyder, I think he's uh, selling the uh, Commanders for six billion, God and he bought damn. it. He he bought it for seven 
like 700 and something million now. I don't, you know, I don't have 700 and something million, but God damn, what a fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> he made six, made six billion pretty much. Cause I think the deal is like six, six point something billion, I think. Yeah. Good like, God. Do you ever get down on these mobile games? So I, I don't think there's too many like phone games that I really fuck around with. Um, I know Zynga's biggest one was Farmville and then it was Cityville. And I mean, that shit's, I remember all the old people played Farmville. Farmville. Oh, I remember that. No, I never did. Uh, I think I, the last game I really got into was like NBA Jam a while back. At, sure. Uh, for the mobile. And, but no, I don't get down on any Candy Crush, like any. No, me shit, either. You know? I don't know, man. I just don't have the time, man. You know, like, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't do that. You know, I don't fuck with it. Uh, 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 I feel like you'd be taking the family. <laughs> if I was aware of it, uh, you know, of it, I, I may. But you know, I guess it. Um, yeah, release date April fifth, twenty twenty three. Chris Pratt. Oh, is so it's been out a minute. Super Mario. Yeah. Um, we talked about this a couple months mm-hmm. ago. We, yeah, we had mm-hmm. a, fuck. I, yeah, I guess I didn't know. Maybe I'll have to bust out the family for a Super Mario. Maybe so. The Super Mario Brothers movie may be a designer baby that Nintendo and Illumination grew in a lab, but all the aggressive marketing that accompanied the release is clearly paying off. The film had a record-setting sales benchmark during the weekend of April 15th and 16th and is expected to surpass $1 billion while it's in theaters. Not too bad for a movie that cast Chris Pratt as its leading man. Deadline recently reported the Super Mario Brothers movie made $678 million in sales so far, with $330 million coming from the international market. It's currently the number one release in 26 countries, which is a little depressing when I think about, uh, I don't know, I didn't, somebody else wrote this, so I haven't seen it, but she says it's uh, how bland it is. Okay, I don't know. But Nintendo's uh, been marketing this movie across an amusement park, Mario Day, and trotting Shigeru Miyamoto out on a highly publicized press tour. Plus, it's one of the most iconic video game IPs ever, so the numbers aren't much of a surprise. Uh, it looks like critics pan the film so thoroughly that it's currently sitting at a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, but the movie netted a 98% audience score despite its lack of cinematic innovation. So, uh, you know, go see it. Maybe you'll have it. I don't know. It's Maybe it's just, you know, whoever... I don't know, man. Uh, this is like one of those that it's too much of a nostalgia factor. I feel like who's not going to like it? And then Chris Pratt. Come on, man. Um, yeah. So you know, if you got kids, go see the shit. If you're bored, maybe go see the shit. Get fucked up. You know, drop some acid and go check out the movie. I bet you'll have a good time. Or maybe you won't. <laughs> Depends on uh, if it's a bad trip or not. But the ending of the SMB film teased a possible sequel. Not surprised. You think they're going to mug and fucking not cash in? Oh. Um, so, looks like they'll be doing some sequels. And uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't know. Uh, I'll probably check it out at some point, man, just because of, just of curiosity. Now, is your is, is the kid into video games yet? No, youngest 
too young for it. The uh, my ten year old. Yeah, I mean a little bit, but she's in the newer shit like Roblox and oh, okay. like yeah, Minecraft. Yeah, she's fucked with that before, but I, I mean I don't know how if she still plays that. But uh, Mario, she'll play on the the NES throwback, but. I mean, she don't really get into it. And I, I mean, I don't blame them. It's like us trying to get into, you know, Atari, I guess, before it's time, which I kind of, I guess I mess with. But this movie's got to surely be better than that bullshit-ass Mario with John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins that came out in 93. Did you ever see that shit? No, I didn't see it, but now I've uh, heard of it. But I didn't see it. It looked, I, the, it looked pretty lame. It was terrible. I remember my grandparents, when it came out on video, rented it with me and my, my brother went down to uh watch it at my grandparents and i was just fucking confused it was just awful and uh i was like what the fuck uh man there was something about a meteorite that crashed into earth and that's kind of what created the two like the koopas and then the mario it was just it was really terrible i don't think you can do it's just a cash cow you know mario uh is, is, is a is a household name it's a legendary video game and they're still trying to make money off of it. Um, I don't think Chris Pratt is a bad actor. One of my favorites, actually, in some of my favorite movies. But I don't know. It doesn't... Maybe I'll take the kids. We'll see. If I'm bored enough. Yeah. Eh, well, you know, something to do. You know, uh, I might check it out if whenever it's uh, on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Shit like that. Uh, I'll probably, maybe if I'm bored or something. You know, oh gosh. What else is going on? This might be it, guys. I don't. You like Pokemon? I never got into it. Uh, well, I'm not going to do that one then. <laughs> um, Mario's theme song. We're just talking about Mario's. Yeah. Mario's theme song. This will be the last one for the news, everyone. Mario's theme song is being preserved alongside Led Zeppelin and Madonna albums by Luke Plunkett, is this article. The National Recording Registry, part of the Library of Congress, is a collection of songs and scores that are culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant and or in form reflect, uh, reflect life in the United States. This is the stuff selected by experts and historians that will be stored and preserved so that future generations can listen to the most important music of our time. And in April 2023, the collection has its first piece of video game music. So it looks like as a part of the 2023 class, alongside of Madonna's Like a Virgin, Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, and the Flashdance song Koji Kondo's The Super Mario Brothers Theme, also known as Ground Theme, was selected the registry explained the selection as this perhaps the most recent because perhaps the most recognizable video game theme in history koji kondo's main motif for the 1990 1985 nintendo classic super mario brothers helped establish the game's legendary status and proved that the five channel nes sound chip was capable of vast musical complexity and creativity the main the good the game's main theme or ground theme quote-unquote, is a jaunty Latin-influenced melody that provides the perfect accompaniment to Mario and Luigi's side-scrolling hijinks. Kondo's score laid the groundwork for an entire generation of chiptune musicians has been performed by orchestras around the world. 
befitting its status as one of the most beloved musical compositions of the last 40 years. Uh, so cool. That was, that was a fucking mouthful. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. They're gonna. It's gonna be preserved in like a you know time capsule deal. I don't know how they do that. I think that but, shit's uh, pretty pretty cool though. They do that with the, the the National Film Registry and shit at the Library of Congress. So you know, movies that have had a uh, national uh, social impact. Uh, I know, like Saving Private Ryan and a couple others are in there. So I think that's pretty cool. Songs. I bet if you went down there, there's some bangers on that list. I'm seeing a porno movie called Saving Ryan's Privates. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that fucking whist. That shit ain't in the library of Congress. <laughs> uh, That's a great name, though, man. I love some porno, uh, porno, uh, <laughs> porno, uh, what do you call that? I don't even know what the fuck is the word I'm looking for. <clears throat> but, you know, names. Um, how they kind of, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I love the adjectives you're getting, like, the, to go look in your junk mail. And you're getting like all the uh, busty, barely legal teenage hooker coming out for the first time, taking massive girth. Like they use like every adjective to describe what the fuck you're about to click on. Hmm. Yeah, yeah girthy. And you know. And I click on it. <laughs> and your computer got a fucked up ass virus. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get on my fucking email anymore. What the hell is this shit? You got damn pop-ups and I got a virus on this bitch. I did that for somebody before and uh, I'm, I'm not going to name names. It's a mutual friend of ours. Uh, yeah, they asked me to clean their computer out years ago. Man, motherfucker had 900 viruses. <laughs> Man, that was looking like all kind of peas orange. Oh, yeah. And it all said, busty, barely legal. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 Oh, whoa, whoa. All right, folks. So that is the news. Now, we do have a vintage game gaming review, and it is going to be, what is it going to be? Um, Crazy Taxi 2. I think we might have reviewed Crazy Taxi 1 at one point. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure. But anyway. Crazy Taxi. I think, um, man, also it might be on the... One second. I'm not sure if this is on the list. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Because it, it, didn't, it, uh, didn't it have like a weird... Like you got into it in a car, right? Like you were driving. Yeah. Sure did, a, yeah. Car. Okay. I don't think it's on... I don't think it's on here. I'm looking, but uh, we might have to just add the original one. I played both of them, so. Yeah, shit was a hit back in then. Back in the, what, late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy Taxi 2 is a 2001. That one is 2001. A racing video game, the second installment of the Crazy Taxi series, originally released for the Dreamcast and later ported to the PSP. As part of Crazy Taxi Fair Wars in 2007. It is the last Crazy Taxi game to be released for the Dreamcast after it was discontinued on March 31st, 2001. Crazy Taxi 2 had a bunch of new features on that bitch and not found in the original, including two new cities 
a round apple and small apple, both somewhat based on New York City. The new cities share four new drivers as default, bringing the total playable characters to eight. The gameplay is very similar to the original Crazy Taxi and centers around picking people up at destinations which are highlighted with colored ring and dropping them off at stated destinations. Unlike its predecessor, Crazy Taxi 2 allows the player to carry multiple passengers. The game also saw the introduction of Crazy Hop. This feature allows the player to jump over certain surfaces to save time and then ferry taxi passengers around the locations. By performing moves such as the Crazy Hop and the Crazy Dash, the driver accumulates tips from their passengers, which increases the total score. Each customer will have a different color appear him or her uh, above him or her with the money sign according to the color. Green means long distance, yellow means mid-range, and red means short. The longer the distance, the more moolah players can earn. There is a limit when driving each customer to the destination. If the time limit expires before reaching the destination, the customer will jump out of the cab. The game has no restriction or players aside from a time limit, allowing players to drive as fast and as recklessly as they wish. The sequel includes a modified soundtrack with the rock bands, the offspring, and methods of mayhem. The game also has some online modes in the form of a scoreboard and replay sharing. There are some unlockable items and maps for which players need to beat many games to unlock. Jeff Lundgren reviewed the Dreamcast version for Next Gen, rating it 3 out of 5. And if you like the original, then you're probably going to like the other one. And the game um, it's pretty favorable all in all, man. Did you play the uh, second one? Yeah, remember playing the second one and the first one. Uh, really enjoyed both of them. Okay, okay. So, what would you give this game for a rating? I would give it four out of five. Uh, it's got to be. I, it's got to be high up there because it was appealing. It was unique. Uh, I remember the two because they added on some cool shit from the original. Um, you know, in in that genre, yeah, I think that's fair because you know there was definitely car games. There was definitely uh you know, sit down and kind of unique, especially on the arcade. But there was nothing like, you know, crazy taxi. And man, the sounds and the bands, when you said Offspring, I remember that, man. You could hear that motherfucker when you walked in the arcade blaring out music. And I think they even had like what the car speakers sometimes on the cabinets built in. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, good music, good sound effects, fun as hell, unique, uh, creative. Dude, I've got to do a four out of five. What say you? Yeah, I like that. Four out of five, y'all. And probably going to put it on the list. Either we could probably maybe put uh, both of them on there. Crazy Taxi 1 and 2. Yeah. And uh, what we'll do is we'll go over the list next uh, show again. And um, who knows? Maybe we'll have some more selections. Man, if you could really put together that fucking room. Goddamn. That will be balling. Balling. Ugh. <clears throat> so there goes, folks. Crazy Taxi 2. Uh. Oh, oh, baby. So, oh, was you going to say something there, Ricky? I was uh, I was uh, holding back a burp, and it made a weird strain. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to hit my mute button uh, because I thought I could conceal it, but you busted me. What? <laughs> Man, sometimes you just gotta let it go, man. Sometimes you just gotta, you know. <laughs> oh shit! All right, so um, what we got going on? Well, shit, we just did crazy taxi, too, bitch. 
SFL and USFL picks Ooh. coming up. But let's go ahead and take a call. We got Gail. I don't know where the hell Gail is from. London. All right. Gail in London. What up? Hi, boys. My name is Gail. I'm from London, England. I would love to know what is your favorite caviar. And I'll hang up and let you boys respond. I hope you're doing well. Cheerio. Uh, hmm. <laughs> favorite caviar? My favorite type is Bolivia caviar, y'all. And it's frequently considered the best caviar in the world. While Ocetra is definitely known and an international favorite. Also known as Ocetria Estria Astria, depending on its region and various dialectical spellings, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, well. That motherfucker had Gail call in to lob this question. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, caviar. You know, I've had that a couple of times, and um, I don't remember it being really awesome. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't remember, like, uh, you know. No. I don't know, no. man. So I don't have any answer for that. Uh, Wiss likes Beluga, but what about you uh, there, Jay Wigga? <laughs> I wouldn't know what the fuck. I, I, Wiss blew that out of the water. He did his homework. Like I said, I saw him. Uh, yeah, he probably found Gail on the internet and had her call in so he could have his uh, his shortlist ready. I've never, that I can remember, had caviar. Um, you've had it before, though. What is it like? I've I definitely mean, had it. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's basically just kind of like, it looks like a little, I don't, I don't know if I'd say gelatin. Eh, I guess it depends on like, what you get, but you put it over like a cracker, like those right. you know English crackers or whatever. And uh, it's not bad, I don't know. I don't. Is it comparable uh, to anything? Uh, not really. I mean, I okay. guess you could say some of it has a buttery quality. Uh, you know. Okay. Uh, it's been such a fucking long time to be honest with you. I've had escargot sooner than I've had caviar, and I do like me some escargot. Escargot. I like mushrooms. You know, the weird thing about it, I don't like mushrooms, but I like. Escargot and escargot, the most comparable thing I can compare it to is a mushroom for anybody that's never had them. And that's weird because I don't like mushroom, but man, escargot, that shit is good. Yeah, man, I, so tasty. I like mushrooms. I don't recall having escargot, but I think I did one time because I think I was trying to like branch out, but trying to look like I know what the fuck I'm doing. I couldn't remember anything about it. But yeah, mushrooms sometimes. I think some mushrooms here and there. But caviar, I will have to find some. Something on the lower end of uh, the scale. Nothing the whist-style balling shit. I'll have to try it and give a, give a review on it. Because now I'm more curious than anything. Yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, check it out. Hell, I mean, uh, I think you can buy it at a lot of places just in the can. I don't know how good that is. I don't know. I'm not a caviar kind of thing. But, <laughs> um, you know, uh, we go out there and squeeze the fuck out of a fish and just <laughs> start getting down. Fish fry was very good, y'all. It's fucking delectable and good. High in fatty acids. Okay. Let's run down the caviar health benefits then. It says vitamin B12 boost, very high in B12, high in good fat, omega 3s. Keeps skin healthy, sports immunity, and a good source of calcium. Okay, so you know it's got some look like it's got some health benefits, and uh, not bad. Oh, um, hmm. that's also an aphrodisiac, motherfucker. 
well, okay. Hmm. I've heard that I can shit. see that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Well, all right then. So try caviar if y'all want to make to try that out. And let's go ahead and get into some picks. Alright, so we're going to do USFL and XFL tonight, guys. Uh, what it do? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see if the goddamn thing has uh, USFL on the, on the uh, schedule. But let's yeah. go ahead and get into... Uh, if not, then I don't know. Where were we last week? We were... Uh, Grant and uh, Wiss, you guys were both two and four. I actually had a good week. Three and four. Well, baby. That was XFL, and they're probably coming to a close soon. Uh, XFL's got probably, what, four more weeks, I think? Uh, let's check out the schedule. All right, all right. So, looks like this week's week 10. And after this week, you got the, the basically semifinals. And then after that, yeah, is the championship. So, that's about three Shit. weeks. And we're done. And then we'll be we'll just be picking USFL games, baby. We still got spring football. Yay! Fuck yeah. Alright, so Saturday, April twenty second, Orlando at St. Louis. What do you think? Uh St. Louis. I'm going with uh, I'm going with St. Louis, yeah. I McCarran, I'm gonna go with uh, St. Louis too, because Orlando, man, they're so they're not good. They start idiots. Now we got uh, on the same day DC at San Antonio. What do you think about this one, Jerry? Wicked. Uh, I like DC. They actually uh, watch them, and uh, they look pretty fucking solid. I'm going to San Antonio. I'm going to go DC Defenders as well. Now we got a double header on Sunday, April 23rd, Houston at Arlington. I'll pull for the Roughnecks, Houston. Gotta be Roughnecks, eh? I'm going to uh, go with the Roughnecks as well. And the last game on uh, Sunday, Vegas at Seattle. Oh, first time I think I'm pulling Seattle. I'm going to go uh, Seattle on this motherfucker. Man, the next is a baller, y'all. I'm going to Seattle. I'm with Wiss on this and you, Wiggy, go with Seattle. All right, and those are those the um uh the uh blah, blah. XFL, XFL picks everyone. So um I'm trying to find a uh, USFL schedule. Yeah, we got a Kentucky Derby coming up soon too. You think we should do a uh, a pickums where we pick uh, our top three horses to to win the Derby? We could do that. When is it? Uh, they are May 5th and 6th, so it'll be Saturday, May 6th. Uh, Kentucky Oaks, I believe, is the night before. Uh, I've always wanted to go there. All the women are wearing those huge, colorful hats and shit. Drinking yeah, cool. Why don't we, um, we can do that next week, right? Yeah. Maybe get a little preview of the breakdown, or do we got to pick it this week? Nah, we, we got, I think, two weeks before the Derby. Let's see. Yeah, we got plenty of time for that. All right, so we'll uh, yeah, well, let's do that next week. And... Yeah, we could get a preview in, but yeah, we we could do uh, pickums on that two weeks from now uh, if we do the May first podcast. All right, so it looks like we're in week two of the USFL, and we have a couple of games on Saturday, twenty second, uh, Houston Gamblers at the New Orleans Breakers. Whew, I don't that's going to be in Birmingham, actually. 
Yeah, they've got. I think they're doing three locations this year. Is it, I know uh, Memphis, Birmingham, and man, I want to say uh, fuck, I can't remember the last place. But on this game, I'm going to go New Orleans. <sighs> I don't know shit about these teams. I'm going to go Houston Gamblers. I'm going H Town, yeah. Right, and the six o'clock game on Fox: Memphis Showboats at the Birmingham Stallion. Ah, oh, B Ham, pull for the home team. I'm going to be him. All right. And for, did I say mine? Birmingham. You're all going to be him. I think I did. Anyway, uh, so the Sunday game, so uh, New Jersey Generals, uh, Pittsburgh Maulers. This one's going to be at the Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. What are you thinking, Wiggs? Uh, go Maulers. I watched the Generals play Birmingham. They kind of suck. So go uh, Pittsburgh Maulers. I'm going to go Maulers as well. I'm going to uh, New Jersey Generation. And so that's the 12 o'clock game. So we got the 6 o'clock game on FS1. The other one was Peacock. Uh, and the ones before USA Fox uh, on on the 22nd. So um, <laughs> you can decipher what the fuck I said. So Houston Gamblers, New Orleans Breakers, USA, Memphis Showboats, Stallion, Birmingham Stallion's Fox. That's 22nd, 23. The ones we just fucking broke down is Peacock at 12. This one, FS1 at 6 o'clock, all right? Michigan Panthers, Philadelphia Stars, same stadium. What do you think? Uh, I'll go Stars. I don't even fucking know. I'm going to go Panthers. <laughs> I'm going for Philadelphia Stars. All right. So uh, we will have week three picks next week. USFL has spread out over four different fucking networks. I'm sure there's one... <laughs> it's a subsidiary of, of of one major network, but yeah, it's all over the fucking place. That's what I'm telling you. I think they're probably like they got like four different credit cards. They're like running it up on different lines of credit, trying to keep this shit afloat. Um, I'm pulling for them though. I really am. I, I think uh, it was good football. It was fun to watch. I just man, you know, in the shadow of the uh, college football world now with the NIL shit and with the uh, NFL, it's just a huge huge uphill battle for them to stay afloat so i am pulling for them but as i started the show and as i'll as we start winding down i think a, a marriage between the usfl and the xfl would be a a good thing man i think that's a good idea oh damn it i went through three fart buttons before the moment i gotta you know label these or something all right so yeah that's cool man i mean i think that's a great idea actually i think uh Another league besides the NFL is good, but like like you said, I don't know about two of them. I think that them combining is a good idea, actually. Just yeah, it's teams. And, you look and, Sunday at six o'clock. We got overlapping games there, which I mean normally isn't a problem if you're watching college and you're trying to juggle. You're probably going to either pull two TVs out or flip back and forth. Man, struggling leagues and, and struggling to get attendance. You need all the viewers try to be captivated by this shit as you can. You can't be flipping back and forth. They, XFL and USFL can't really compete with each other. I mean, what are they competing for? Two people? I mean, it's not like it's they, – they, I, I just I don't see how they're going to make it without uh, joining forces or one of them is going to have to sink. And uh, I think USFL probably is not going to have the backing that the XFL does. Very well said. Very well said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, man, as we wind it on down. 
What's going on for this week, Jay Wiggy? Whew, now you got me thinking about that Mario Brothers movie. Maybe I need to go check that out. Weather's been nice. If there's any uh, football, you know what? I could be uh, tempted to go back. I think I'm going to take your advice, sneak alcohol in, and uh, not buy $50 worth of uh, two drinks. That was a waste of money. You and I should go catch a game this season. Hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What, what, what you got going on? Any plans for the week? You getting out? You doing anything? I'll probably hit up the little... I'm going to hit up the French spot. I, I got to get, uh, get going. I haven't been in the past few months. So I need to get a new... A new goddamn... Not a new motherfucking... What am I trying to say? <laughs> a new spot? Not a new spot. I need to get back out again. I haven't been, I've been getting out as much as I like to. So I'm going to start going on Thursdays again. And then maybe on Fridays, you know. Um... I'll hit up a, another spot and then maybe like a brewery. I've been wanting to go to Birmingham District again. And Oh, uh, yeah. that's a, I got a buddy that works there. Yeah. I like to go up there and just man, find, chill, maybe chill out on a Saturday or something. Yeah, yeah. Been, it's been a long time. I've only been like a couple of times. So Yeah. Place pretty good. good. Good good brews and shit. So uh, if you do, we'll get out. If not, we got to know we got some uh, getting out of town together in the next couple of weeks. Shit, it's going to be fun. Looking forward to the shit. Jarvis Beavers. Jarvis. What up? I'm out, baby. I'm taking a long way home. So my dick, fuck y'all, and we can't. Alright, always a real always a real experience, that guy. Alright. So uh words of wisdom, Wiggy. If you guys are uh coming through uh the ham and you're looking to get a good dry grooming style haircut or any tips, holler at us or check out your boy Robert Harry for all your uh, Roger Roger Harry. Roger, Roger Harry. Whoops. <laughs> R. Harry. R. Harry. God damn! I I need to write this down just like I need to do the all the all, all the caricatures of local motherfuckers. Um, other than that, guys, check out the old shit. Keep your calls coming, and I will catch you guys again one week from now at nine thirty. Oh yeah, baby. Man, so we're gonna wind on down. Wissy's gown. Wiggy. Dropping knowledge. What? Oh, man. I hope you guys have a great week and weekend coming up, guys. We got the NFL draft that's going to be, I think that's like April 28th or something, maybe uh, 27th. Baller or bust. It's around there. And so we got Baller or Buster coming up on that May 1st show, uh, which we're going to do the first 10 draft picks uh me wiggy and wiss we'll call them baller a bus by the way so tune in for that definitely on the may 1st show um hit the subscribe button um check out all the old shows the first show is way different than the uh the most latest uh edition if you will play video games man check out steam be a nerd like you know smoke weed all kinds of shit um just want to say to you guys we love y'all we're gonna get on out of here my words of wisdom is this smoke it up Brody, get in the jello <laughs>